this is the messy backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today because as Aaron Burry once said, don't say anything on social media that you wouldn't want plastered on a billboard with your face on it. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Later on, we're going to be talking with uh, my good friend, Ellie Hurley, who is Australia's number one authority in messenger marketing and chat bots. Now I say Australia's number one authority, but in America, well, she is one of the top go-to experts here as well. And she speaks the chatbot language. Perfect. During our podcast today, you'll hear from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. Our experts will help them by sharing their experience, expertise, and the tools they suggest to get it all cleaned up. And if you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like some advice from our guest experts, then we want to hear from you. So give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually live your life? We simply offer the best strategies and solutions anywhere online at Lock and Load Marketing. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker, founder of laughingwithnate.com. Funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Visit laughingwithnate.com. Now, let me introduce you to our freaking awesome panel this week. Paul Sokol, homo sapien, automation Jedi, music fanatic, marketing nerd, cat dad, metalhead. Roger Copenhaver, sales coach, trainer, consultant, and founder of Connect Utah. Be sure to find out more about our panel and experts, plus get the free stuff they're giving away. Yeah, that's right. They're giving free stuff away. Head on over to our site, themessybackend.com. Before the show, our panelists are given a detailed description of our entrepreneur listeners' biggest messes. In this segment, we like to call the E-mess. They will each share their best idea, strategy, or tool for success. The entrepreneurs who submitted the messes will then choose the advice they like the best and that they feel is best for their solution and their situation. Then in 30 days, we invite them back to hear how the solutions affected their business. Today, we're going to have a question submitted by Rowland Van Tassel, a mortgage lender who has a question about his goals generating business through organic Facebook interactions versus paid Facebook marketing. Listeners can find out more details about this description of a mess at themessybackend.com slash EP15. And if you would like to send in your messy situation, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. And now on to our expert panel for their expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So let's get started with Roland's question. My goals have centered around generating business through organic Facebook and interactions versus paid Facebook marketing. Using my business page rather than my personal profile, however, seems to be the most effective way to manage a social media business funnel. 
so his question really is how do I most effectively generate good leads through that platform? He wrote good leads. I'm going to change that to perfect leads. How do you, how do you generate perfect leads through that platform? Paul, through let's get started Facebook, with you. Yeah. Through Facebook business page is what he's asking. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So, um, for, a mortgage guy. So I'm assuming that he's looking for people that are looking to sell as much as people that want to buy. So um, since that's two different targets, you would want to actually make sure that you develop a funnel for each one of those. And because the, the mortgage industry is such a personal, you know, a face-to-face -face kind of thing, the best advice I would have is to actually get in the habit of producing one-minute videos. Now, not just producing random one-minute videos here, but what, what you'll want to do is figure out what are your core topics that, that you're going to go ahead and talk about, the things that, you know, really make you, uh, you know, an expert in the, uh, you know, in the space. So for example, on my topic wheel, um, you know, I, you know, one of my topics is marketing and marketing automation. I could talk about that all day. So for a mortgage guy, maybe one of the topics is talking about like, um, I don't know, you know, how to, you know, how to choose a neighborhood or something like that. Um, but the idea would be that once you know what your topics are that you're talking about that are relevant to your target audience here, you would create a three by three video grid. And this is something that Blissmetrics teaches here. And basically all it is, it's a, and you also might hear it if you're a follower of Frank Kern, it's called IBB. I'm sure there's other people out there. The whole idea is it's just a video remarketing funnel. So the idea is that in the top layer videos, um, actually, before I talk about the layers of videos, the reason it works so well is because it mimics an actual real human relationship where people first have to know you and then they have to like you and then they have to trust you. And so that's the whole idea behind these, these video layers. So in your top layer videos, this is the getting to know you section. So we recommend having why videos explaining why do you do what you do? Uh, so people can, again, they can get to know you and whatnot. And then once people have watched those videos, then they can move on to the next layer, which is the middle layer of the how, which is where you're really engendering goodwill and you're teaching them how to do stuff uh, and really positioning yourself as an expert. And then once they've watched that, then the bottom layer of videos is the what, where you're actually making that call to action. So in this case, for the mortgage guy, you know, for targeting the, the, the selling people, it's, hey, you know, I've, you've seen some videos from me. I'd love to go ahead and use this expertise to help you sell your house. You know, go here, you know, sign up to request a consultation or something like that. Yeah, that sounds really good. I actually do marketing for real estate agents. And that's one of the things I really suggest is for them to do videos that the people that they're targeting are looking for, not talking about, oh, the percentage for a mortgage is blah, blah. It's what our information are they going to be looking for? So that's really right. great advice. Um, Roger, what are your thoughts about this for Rowan? Everything Paul said. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> absolutely. A video, I know a little bit about Roland and that's why he, he just started um, doing some videos in the community. And uh, part of it might have been my suggestion. I don't know. But I think Roland keeps doing what he's doing. And that is this tie to the community. Bring in the, the emotional senses into this. Yeah, like Paul was saying, I mean, and, and Sheila, you were saying the numbers and the mortgage and the percentage and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's kind of, people don't want to see that in a Facebook feed, right? They, but um, keep doing what you're doing, meaning this, 
tie into emotional branding. When you're branding yourself, you're branding your business as much as possible. I'm a huge branding person. You'll you hear me talk about it all the time. Um, but but interviewing uh, you know neighboring businesses and 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 really kind of leaving the business part maybe even out of it. The other piece is this: it's education. Uh, we have so many opportunities in social media just to provide education, free, 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 right? Um, you know, do, as Paul was saying, do short, shorter video clips, but also bring in um, specialists from like type of businesses. Like, who knows what title insurance is? First of all, to have a mortgage person, a title insurance person, and a video, probably nobody would watch it. Maybe Nate. But um, people need to understand, you know, what title insurance is. If you really want to educate them, get a whiteboard like this behind me and, and, and find ways to keep their attention um, because you're going to lose attention if you go beyond two or three minutes. Yeah, absolutely. They do need to be really short videos, definitely. Um, one of the things that, um, going through what Roger said, and I can't remember the guy's name. I know his first name is James. Um, Jared, uh, one, James or Jared. Um, he's a real estate uh, trainer for marketing. One of the things he recommends is having your core 100. Your core 100 of, of connections of people that you refer and that they refer to you. So in this particular case, he might have a roofer and a landscaper, a plumber, painter, all of those kind of things. And all of these people who are in the homes are referring him as the lender and he's referring the people who are doing lending to those people. And so then you have a hundred people out there marketing for you on a regular basis. So that can kind I, of goes along with Roger said. Can I add one more piece? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Roland had mentioned organic. So it doesn't seem like he wants to go down the paid route. When you're talking organic reach, I mean, this is the biggest thing I can say. It's, it's a long game. You have to play. You can't expect and put your expectations up there to where, you know, you're expecting leads and referrals right away. It's, we're talking six months minimum. You know, it's it's definitely a long game play. Yeah, and it's a yeah. lot of engaging to get that organic traffic. Nate, what are you? What are your thoughts on this? Well, the thing is, a lot of people think you either can do organic or you can do paid, and that's that's a misconception that a lot of people have because when you're running posts on your business page, you you create all these organic posts, and like Roger said, sometimes you got to take you know several months of daily posts, of daily one minute videos, and these things. And then you can go back and look and see which ones have performed well organically. Once you can see. Uh, in your in your post manager and everything like that, which ones are performing well organically? Start boosting those. You know, Blitz Metrics always suggests start with a dollar a day and run that for two weeks. That's fourteen dollars. Everyone can t afford fourteen dollars to test out an ad essentially, and it's just a boosted organic post. Then you can see, okay, hey, this one performed really, really well organically. Now let me take those target audiences and you know push this post toward new audiences with a little bit of paid thrust behind them. And, and then those grow really well. And the best way to find those new target audiences as well for something like, you know, Roland, it's go and look at his competition or the people that he wants to be and go see what kind of ads and posts that they're doing, steal their target, steal their audience. Uh, you can create something called lookalike audiences. Go check those out. Uh, brilliant stuff. It's basically, it's poaching and it's brilliant. I love it. It's, it's and it's totally legal and you're not stealing their clients. What you're doing is making uh, an audience, like you said, that looks like theirs, the same age, same gender, same locations and that kind of thing. And then you post that. So that makes your organic posts by adding just a little bit of a boost to it 
right. just makes your organic posts grow even more. Because if a, a post is already growing organically and you put just a tiny little bit of a push behind it, it will still continue to grow organically with a little bit of paid help. So that's brilliant advice. Absolutely love it. Um, you guys are fantastic. Always um, our experts giving the very best advice. So Ro Rowan, I apologize first if I'm saying your name wrong. I am terrible at this, but um, <laughs> we would love to have you back in 30 days and let us know what advice you took and who's going to get your point and how it went in your business. And then if you, yes, you, the one that's listening right now, felt inspired to take our panelists' advice in your business and you would like to share what suggestions you used, then please let us know about your progress. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear from the results, uh, the results from the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. You know, people ask us all the time how they can get their podcast up and going. What we tell them is use the platform that we use, podserve.fm. They do all the work to get your podcast up on Apple Podcasts as well as other major podcast networks. After that, they also promote it and they make sure that it's seen by thousands of people. Check out their easy four-step process at podserve.fm slash messy. One of the biggest software issues that many online businesses have is their shopping cart. What a messy backend that can be. Imagine if your payments weren't going through or if they weren't connecting and your products weren't going out. Well, head on over to themessybackend.com slash cart for more details about Thrivecart. That's the cart we use. And it is the number one software cart that grows your income from existing traffic and believe me, it pays for itself many times over with the high converting checkout pages, upsells and affiliates, easy to set up coupons, beautiful checkout pages. I mean, you guys, they have it all. There's a video over there for you that shows you how simple it is to use. Head on over to themessybackend.com slash cart and get the messy backend of your shopping cart cleaned up. Welcome back to the messy backend. We are here today with Ellie Hurley, a self-confessed geek. Ellie is Australia's number one authority when it comes to messenger marketing and chatbots. And you guys, she totally is. Her chatbot even has a name and a cute picture. And so she has made this into the conversational piece that it needs to be. And a lot of people are using this wrong, which is why we bring Ellie on because this is, this is a top notch marketing tool right now because people just aren't doing it or they're doing it wrong. Yeah. I'm like, what is it? Like, tell us what it is, why Good we idea. need to use it, you know, mm. all of that. Sure. Um, well, hi, everyone. The a chatbot basically is something that automates your conversations that you're having with your customers in Messenger at the moment. It can be utilized on other platforms as well. And Facebook have recently just announced at their F8, which is their annual conference, that they're opening up the... Um, the way we can communicate through WhatsApp and also through Instagram direct messaging. So eventually we will be talking across all messaging platforms with our chatbots, which is the exciting news. So if you were to think about it as something, it's an, it's a communication channel. The chatbot is the, the voice that you create for your business. That is often the very first interaction that's a customer or a prospect will have when they come into your company. So you can have a little chat bubble on the side of your website, for example. And as people are going through your website, they might have a question about something they've read in a blog post or something they see on a sales page. 
So the beauty of the chatbot is it's sitting there sort of silently in the corner of your website. They can ask a specific question. And if you know your client well enough, you will have already thought about what their, their sort of roadblocks are for them to take the next step with you. So you've pre-programmed it to be able to answer those questions for them. And if that's the one question that's stopping them from getting over the line with you, then your chatbot has answered that question and done the job. So it's basically like it's a PA on steroids because it's there 24-7, 365 days a year, answering questions and interacting and guiding and directing your customers into, in relation to where they need to go. I love that. It's almost like um, artificial intelligence for your website in that if you, if you are deep enough into your business, you definitely know, like I know the top 10 questions my clients would be asking me. I would yeah. tell the chat bot, if you see these particular words or this particular question, this is the response I want you to give. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's set up on keywords. So it's kind of like, um, if this happens, I want you to do this for me. And it, it just keeps the, the conversation going and flowing. So if we think about, you know, traditional email marketing, we just blast out this email that goes out to absolutely everybody. And it doesn't really um, nail down the one specific thing that one person might have a question for. Whereas with a chatbot and with the conversation that you can build in um in, a chat, in chatbot land, is if you think about it, you've got a tree trunk, which is the very first interaction with someone coming into your business. And with, from that tree trunk, you'll ask them a couple of questions. So in my case, it's, you know, are you do you know what a chatbot is? Um, are you interested in getting a chatbot built? Or would you like to know how to build your own chatbot? Based on those three answers, I then take them off on branches. So the conversation becomes very personalized very, very quickly. Those branches then become twigs. The twigs become more twigs up to leaves and to the sort of the flowering, which is, is them coming into your program or into your world in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I love that. I mean, actually, that tree picture is brilliant. Not only does it actually look like that on the back end, right? Yes. Um, but... It, it's how you get them from point A to point Z, wherever you want them to be. And it's so much better than email marketing because if you're doing a chat bot, the responses are going to be very short and simple and instant yeah. as opposed yeah. to email where that may take a couple of hours to a couple of days when you click reply and then the, the terminology actually gets longer sometimes yes. in email that, you know, in an so, so you, yeah. do, so you don't just do my, I thought you just did Facebook chatbots, but you're talking about chatbots across different platforms. I didn't know that you could do them on WhatsApp and other things like that either. Yeah. WhatsApp and Instagram, that's just in the very, very, very early stages. The, the API, which is how the sort of um, backend talk to each other, haven't been officially opened up on those two sites yet but it will be in the next, definitely in the next probably six to 12 months. So yeah, this is going to become the new communication channel. There's, um, it, it, the, if you think about it, people love Messenger. It's how everybody communicates with people these days. You know, very rarely do we pick our phone up and actually speak to somebody that's unheard of. People prefer to text or message. And with the messaging apps now coming to a point where, they will actually communicate across channel. It's just going to make it so, so much easier for people in, or consumers to communicate with businesses and, and also for those businesses to get the right information to the right people. 
I think you mentioned, Sheila, taking someone from A to Z on their customer journey with you. And it, it's so true, but some people sort of come into the journey around about N or M. You know, they might have already done their research. So th the conversation you need to be having with them is very, very different to the conversation you need to have with people that don't have any idea at all about your product or service or what it can do for them. And the chat, that's why the chatbot is just so fantastic because you guide people to wherever it is they need to be at that particular point in their journey. I love that. And I, I'm super excited about, like you said, being able to use Instagram and WhatsApp and things like that. Because while, while Facebook is excellent, um, like I'm a photographer. So yep. where do I get the most of my clients? Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram is great. But like, if you look at my productivity on my iPhone, Instagram, it'll be some days I'm on there for six hours replying to messages. And a lot of yeah. times they're the same messages. It's what are your rates? And I'm like, really? You couldn't have clicked the link up in my bio and see my rates, my calendar, everything. And so if they can see like when I can set up this chatbot for this event, like I'm going to do it on day one. Like I'm, yeah. I'm excited. But yeah. yeah, like you said, depending on where they are in the journey, if they already know what my prices are and my style and everything, and they're coming out to me and going, hey, I have an event on September 12th. Are you available that day? I could have yeah. a chatbot that says, well, here's my calendar, you know, book me. You know, yeah. they don't need to know about the prices. They don't know, need to know about my portfolio. They need to know, you know, N and M in the yes. A through Z process. So I you love that what? analogy. It's great. Yeah, this is so smart because what have I actually been doing the last three weeks is um, reaching out to experts and saying, okay, message me your email. And then I have to grab the email, go to my email, send them a message. And yeah. then sometimes they carry on the conversation in the chat and I'm in the email or back and forth. And yes. in this case, it could be like, hey, do you want to be an expert on the podcast? If so, send me a message saying so. And then my chat bot can come up and send them what I need. Oh my gosh, it's going to save me so much time. Yeah. And that's exactly, that, that's kind of one of the things I think, um, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they try and get their chat bot to do absolutely everything from the get go. So I think in your case, Sheila, what you're talking about is actually having a chat bot that's going to be very specific for people coming onto the podcast for you. And so you need to be able to give them a certain amount of information and answer any frequently asked questions or any questions that they may have about that. And then also potentially book them in, which you could also actually start in the chat bot if you wanted to. So that's a really specific use case. Whereas someone else like Nate, for example, he might need to be getting more people into the front end so he utilizes his chatbot for distribution of, you know, it might be pictures that he's trying to sell or if it's his services, it could be, you know, how to take the best photograph or come and see me and I'll take it for you. And then right. you distribute that content through the chatbot. And the reason for using a chatbot now over, say, email, for example, is all to do with the open and click-through rates because we all know with email these days, if you're getting a 20% open rate, you're doing pretty dang well. But... And the click-through rates can be anywhere between sort of about 0 0.6, 0 0.7, all the way through to maybe two and a half, if you're really, really lucky. Mm -hmm. in, in a chatbot, in Messenger, the open rates are anything north of 80%. And the click-through rates sort of anywhere between around about 35%, right up to very, very close to 100% if you've segmented your audience really well. So the, the key is that your content is being consumed and that's what it's all about. If you can get people to, to buy into what the content is that you're giving them and putting in front of them, then they're more likely to take a next step. Love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 
perfect. Uh, it's, it's almost like take what we've learned over the past 20, 30 years in email marketing and use some of those things, but you also have to remember it's not email. So don't no. use the same, you know, use the same ideas and marketing fundamentals of narrowing them in into a funnel, like you said, or, or branching out into specific branches on a tree. It's just yep. one way is upside down or the other, but yep. it's, it's the same idea of giving them exactly what they want to the target audience. And you're going to get these amazing open rates. Cause I don't know about yeah. you, but I've got uh, on my phone right now, it says 1800 unread emails and yep. I have three unread messages on yeah. Facebook and it's and that's bothering, perfect. That's bothering yeah. me right now. I'm like, I yeah. need to go and read those three because yeah. yeah. And that's a bulk delete. And it's, that's pretty much what most people do. And then they just do bulk delete and they get the email get lost. But right. I think probably just to summarize and just to tie it all together, the biggest difference is that um, chatbots and messenger are very conversational. So it's a two way conversation from the mm -hmm. start. So where I've seen some marketers and some really big name marketers go wrong is they've tried to just put a whole heap of bulk content out there. So it's a really big block of text. And if you can't see it in the screen of your phone, it's too long because people aren't going to scroll back up. They need to actually have the bite-sized chunk. So if you can think of it as a conversation, it's why I love it so much. I love talking to people. I'd talk to people all day long if I could. So now I can because Pixie picks up when I'm not available and the conversation that she's having is very much in our brand. So, you know, we've programmed her in such a way that she speaks, I guess, the branding and the language and the persona that we have here at Nudge Marketing. I think that's the key in making sure that your bots are working is that you think of your bot as an actual person. How would you respond? But yes. also think of it in um, a different way of consumption. Don't send them a wall of text. If they're yeah. asking a specific question, I've asked a question before in the past and it's come up and said, I, I addressed that in this blog post with a link yeah. and then yeah. I can get more information if I choose yes. or now or later, as opposed yeah. to here's the blog post, it's 1500 words right. and it's in your messenger right now and you're like unsubscribe, forget it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, guys, I don't know if you can tell, but Ellie gave Pixie a voice her voice and your partner's voice, um, Helen. Blank, Ellen, um, you know, and so you guys gave her a name and a purpose and that's what you need to do with your chatbots. If you need more information and you want to learn about chatbots or have somebody help you nudge marketing is Ellie's business. And, um, they also have a Facebook group called chatbot chatter which yeah. is awesome where you can get more help there too. Um, Ellie, as always, one of my favorite people across the pond or not even, okay, that's wrong. Uh, down under. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite people down under and um, brilliant, fantastic information. We just love having you on the podcast. And Pleasures. Thank you, Ellie. And to any of our listeners, remember, if you are an entrepreneur with a messy backend, problems with your chat bot or anything else, and you would like to have some personalized advice from our experts, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or by visiting themessybackend.com forward slash subscribe so you never miss an episode and so that we can keep bringing amazing experts on like Ellie who can help us grow our businesses and be the entrepreneurs that we have always wanted to be. Are your systems and processes keeping you up at night? 
Do you find that things are falling through the cracks? You're losing control, you're losing money, you're losing time, and you're losing your sanity? Well, that is the ultimate messy back end of entrepreneurship. And believe me, I'm here to help. That's my favorite place to be. So wave your magic wand and I will come to the rescue like Harry Potter or Hermione and you will finally be able to have that income generating machine of a business that you dreamt of when you first started. Head on over to themessybackend.com slash mydream and schedule a time to chat with me today. And a big thank you to our entrepreneur, Roland Van Tassel, for submitting his question. Our expert panelists, Roger Copenhaver and Paul Sokol, and our guest expert, Ellie Hurley. Thank you for your time and expertise in helping us clean up messy backends all over the world. And thank you so much to our advertisers, podserve.fm slash messy. They really can help you get your podcast up and going. It's so much easier with podserve.fm slash messy and Thrivecart, the best shopping cart I personally have ever used, and I have used almost every one of them. So check them out at themessybackend.com slash cart. You will not regret it. Last but not least, I would like to give a huge shout out and big thank you to my team who makes the Messy Backend podcast possible. Starting with Nate Tucker, my awesome co-host, who helps bring out your inner beauty and vision through coaching, photography, and video at laughingwithnate.com. Max Winham, who helps us with our audio. Well, okay, let's face it. He did our audio and video and cleaned up all of our messes. You can find out more about him at maxwinham.design or visit our website, themessybackend.com. Cassandra Bostwick, my beautiful daughter, who helps us with our show notes and editing because she's a much better writer than I am. Kendall Whitesides, who does such a great job on our voiceovers for our intro and outro. Now remember, if it tires you out, hire it out at Lock and Load Marketing. We do more than just marketing. We clean up your messy systems and put your business on autopilot to generate the income you're definitely wanting. Wondering what tools we use for our business at The Messy Backend? Visit themessybackend.com slash tools today. Woo! Well, that's all we have for today's episode of the the the, the messy b- 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 back end. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.